Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hey, I'm... Distracting tickle. <laughs> I got bruises. <laughs> and someone told me I was ugly and mean. Hi and welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Aaron, I'm the oldest of us, I'm doing the recording and making fun of Ben as much as I can. Hello, I'm Ben. I'm currently doing some exercises with my arms to calm myself. I will be your sunshine into Gotham today. And I'm Jake. I'm the middle brother. I'm the one that created the serial killer list that we're reading through. So About uh, Batman, not about serial killers. Yeah, if this is your first episode somehow, this is a podcast where we <clears throat> read Batman, we watch Batman movies, we do TV shows, and then we review them and talk about them and just kind of have a good time um, shooting the shit about Batman. So... Thank you if you if you're returning. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, thanks um, for coming back, even though we're all crazy and we don't know what the hell we're talking about. This is our <laughs> first episode of 2019 that we're recording. It's a brand new year. <laughs> yeah, it's um, still the holiday season. So getting through the <laughs> holiday season. No longer the holiday season. Yeah, I don't know. Did you guys, uh, you know, our normal week in geek? Uh, did you guys have anything fun through the holiday seasons that revolved around geeky things or Batman related that you want to share? Well, my wife uh, decorated a mug uh, for me for our podcast. It's pretty sweet. I like it. It's a black uh, tumbler, and it's got uh, Brotherhood of Batman logos and our names and bat symbols and then a silhouette of Batman on it in gold. Uh, so we can put really pictures. Awesome. Pretty sweet. Okay. On our, check it out on our, what's our Instagram? Our Instagram is the Brotherhood of Batman. Or you can find us on Facebook at the Brotherhood of Batman podcast. Or email us at Gmail, Brotherhood of Batman. She made that with a cricket? She did. I got her a cricket for Christmas and all the uh, accessories. And so she's been uh, having fun making kids stuff and water bottles for the kids and doing stuff. And so, yeah, it's fun. Very talented. Very cool. We also, uh, Jake and I got a bunch of gift cards for Christmas to hopefully expand the podcast audio and we uh, met with uh, one of Jake's friends and learned more about some of the audio systems and what would work to, uh, for us for this. So we're gonna we ordered some new equipment, so you can look for that when we get to season two or a few weeks down the road, uh, when we hopefully we'll have a little bit better system set up to hear me or a little yeah. more and Ben. Well, we're re- we're really enjoying what we're doing. We hope you guys, if anybody out there is still listening or enjoying listening to us, we're having a lot of fun and we want to upgrade and, and keep it going and, and you know bring you a better show every week if we're able to so. thank you for going and running that errand because i would have had zero interest in doing that so i'm glad <laughs> i was working that day that so yeah been you've been really busy then uh working in retail during this I holiday had. season what else has been going on outside um, of that so outside of the retail season that's sucking away my soul and my sunshiny attitude i have been packing up my house because my husband and i are moving to a very cute little place in the city that is right by a park and a comic book store I'm excited to try out that serves alcohol. Um, but I really nice. enjoyed packing because I'm finding all these old things. I'm like purging my house. I'm getting rid of all this stuff. And I'm finding all these cool little like coffee mugs I didn't know I had. And like random stickers and just all this cool geek stuff that I'm like, oh, I should put this in like a little corner of my house for my nerdy comic book stuff. So get excited because I might have found things in there for you. Awesome. Did you find my original art page of Robin... 
Present. The cover for Robin 2. I have the original art. Is for. that what that is? I yeah. do have that. Yeah, I know you have it. Near and dear <laughs> to me. But um, that's, <laughs> it was her for Chet, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yes, um, that is fabulous. And I am going to hang some of my original artwork, not my original artwork, but pieces I have from comic book covers and comic book things. I have that <clears> one, and I have some uh, Young Justice and different things I'm going to hang up in my new place. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, you were telling us before we started recording that you're going to have an actual like little library and reading nook and kind of a little geek corner in your new place, right? We will see. That is, Hopefully. That is the idea. Nice. Yeah. That sounds cool. So you won't be yeah. reading in a closet like I do? <laughs> I won't be reading in a closet. No, I get a whole room. I get a window. Uh, that's nice. You'll be in the dark, dank Mine closet. Mine has a window. Yeah. And I will be in a basking sunlight window very much like our personalities so i'm excited <laughs> and aaron reads on the couch in his living room like a normal person <laughs> yeah well, somewhat normal yeah so during this holiday season um my stop s- saying holiday season you make me want to sing my song i know that's why i keep doing it. uh my son um gifted me quite a few batman items um uh, for christmas and they were really great very exciting i got uh batman ice trays and a uh, matte black Batman tumbler. This is awesome. You probably see pictures of it at some point um, on one of our social media accounts. Pictures um, of But one of the things that I want to share with you guys, he also gave me the unofficial Batman trivia challenge book. Mm-hmm. Um, we've so done I some trivia on this podcast again. already. Yeah, so you can be Darren. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> but I thought I would introduce a new segment to the episode. Uh, we do these episodes in two parts, but we record them all at once. And we ask you to come back in a week and listen to the second part. So I'm going to read uh, a question out of the book, and then we're going to give you the answer in part two uh, next week. So sorry. So (laughs) my brothers will have a couple hours to ponder this. You guys will have an entire week. You can uh, let us know if you have a guess to the answer. You can, or they can Google it right now and get the answer <laughs> immediately. All but, right, but that's not fun. You, you ready for the do question? However, you want to do it in the internet world. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So <laughs> the question this week. According to most comics, what re-released movie did Bruce and his parents see the night that they were murdered? Buzz! I know. Can I say it? We have to wait? The suspense is killing me. <laughs> All right, cool. So what did we read this week? Was Did they well, go to the movie with Mr. Whisper? I can't remember. What, you, <laughs> what do you guys... F Mr. Whisper! <laughs> Mr. Whisper goes to Washington. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what right. drinks are you guys enjoying this week? I've well, been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking a beer because I didn't have time to plan anything, but you're welcome that I gave you time to record. So Ben is drinking <laughs> sadness, which is very much a theme in uh, in all of the uh, Batman books. I appreciate so. my presence, but thank yeah, you for nice. the beer as well. And I'm uh, I'm drinking uh, Jack uh, Daniels and Diet Die Coke uh, uh, in honor of uh, Jack the Ripper from uh, Gotham uh, by Gaslight, which we will be discussing in part two. Um, yeah, yeah, Jake. And uh, I made for my brothers um, a round of absence. That's a hard word for me to Sorry, say. Say it again. <laughs> I would like to not. <laughs> Did I take what was it? No, I, I, I think our listeners would love to hear that. Try one more. Let's time. Let's try that again. Absinthe. Good job. You got it. Very um, nice. Perfect. Nice. Absinthe. Uh, so the second book that we read was uh, Gotham by Gaslight, and it takes place during the Victorian era. Um, this was a drink that was popular back then. The Victorian era. But Jake, wait! I thought we were going in chronological order. 
It's funny you mentioned that, Ben, because <laughs> this is a... <laughs> Good job, us. We didn't even rehearse that, although it sounded very rehearsed. Because <laughs> this is a special episode of the Brotherhood of Batman. We're going to try to do this once every season. Um, I've made this quote-unquote serial killer list of comic books that we're going to read through like, that are in chronological order. We call it a serial killer order, list. We continuity mean, order. He just writes like crazy, like jibber jab. It's like a like like he's sitting in his room with writing with the bones of a victim. With ink that's tiny little writing and scratching things out. I write it in blood, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Um, And so every season I want to invite my brothers to pick their own books uh, that they would like to read that are Batman-centric. And Yeah, guys. Sorry. It's still about Batman. I'm trying really hard to branch out. (laughs) Brotherhood of Superheroes, Brotherhood of Sunshine, whatever. I'm not winning that argument. Nope. You're sure not. (laughs) Uh, So... (laughs) This week we're going to read their choices of books, and then we're going to talk about them. So, the first book was Ben's choice. Uh, ben, what did you pick for us to read in the Elseworlds? I want to read a quote about no, what the Elseworlds are go, from the book that we're going to read. Go for it. So this is from uh, the Gotham by Gaslight book. Um, in Elseworlds, heroes are taken from their usual settings and put into strange times and strange places. Some that have existed, and some that might have existed, and others that can't, couldn't or shouldn't exist. Dun, dun, so dun. basically, it's anything having to do with the general Batman world and the characters that we've known and yeah. loved forever because we keep reading about them. And it's putting them in a different situation. So I chose to go with a com- Can I go? Can I talk? Yeah. So I chose to go with a comic book that is actually the sequel to Batman Mask of the Phantasm movie that, don't mock me, that we watched and reviewed. So go watch that movie. Listen to our recap. It's real good. We get a little cry cry near the end. Spoiler alert. We. Listen to what? (laughs) I get passionate. Y'all get cray cray. Um. So I picked the sequel. It was a annual to Batman and Batman and Robin Adventures. Um, it came out, I believe, four or five years after the movie. Three. Three. Came out three years. Okay, came out in 1996. I still don't agree that the movie came out in '93, even though it says it does on IMDb. Anyway, so it was the annual. An annual, if you don't know, is a special once a year issue that has to do with the series and it's by the people that do the series but they do like a special so it's a little longer it doesn't go with the continuity of that series it's like we want to do this thing um so anyways so it picks up um the story of andrea beaumont and what happened to her after (laughs) after the movie and um it's a book that i've owned for a really long time because when i first started reading comic books i read the uh, Batman Adventures and Batman and Robin Adventures, which are the adaptation of the cartoon show. Nice. So, yeah. Good deal. So, yeah, Ben was saying this came out in 1996. Um, it's actually subtitled Shadow of the Phantasm, which I thought was really cool. No, I didn't know that. Um, it's at the, the last page, you know, in the title page is at the end of the book. Oh. Um, written by Paul Dini, who was one of the writers of mm-hmm. the movie. He was one of the co-writers. And then uh, several different artists. The, the book is chopped up into different chapters. And there's a different artist per chapter, so. They're called Axe. Axe, they you're right. Going, they are yeah. called um, Axe in there. All of the Batman and Robin adventures and Batman adventures always had Axe. And so when I was reading, so it would be like chapters of a comic oh. book. And so when I was reading comic books, I would know it like that. 
Um, well, so. just like the because it's based off of the Batman Adventures cart so or animated be, series, right. it would just be like a commercial, commercial break. break. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, I didn't put that together. That's cool. I forgotten about that until we reread that. So I was like, oh, I forgot about these. <laughs> well, when I when I was reading it, I liked how right off the bat it picks up right where Phantasm ends. Right at right, the end of the movie, yeah. Right at the end of the movie, it's got Andrea and Joker. She's taking Joker away. You see that in the movie, and you end up finding that he ends up Joker escapes, which you, happens pretty quick before they even leave his little island of the World future. World of tomorrow. Yeah. To the future. Do, 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 do the future! I don't know. The world of tomorrow is the place. I don't know. The song was the future. Welcome to the future. No. I don't know. It doesn't da, matter. Da, 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 the <laughs> Just gonna get that out of my head. Uh, I li- yeah, so I like that right away you get Joker is... Um, you know what happens to him and with Andrea. And, and how they escape. Because in the movie, there's an explosion. Andrea and Joker are there... Batman's trying to convince her to not murder him and to come back to him. Instead, mm-hmm. they disappear in smoke and fire, and we don't know how she survived. And this shows us how they survived. Yeah, I thought that part was pretty cool. Yeah, I was really happy that it, like, Bennett explained to us what this book was going to be, and the cover explains it very well. It's uh, the Phantasm removing its mask, and underneath it's the Joker's face. Um, and Batman... It's a really cool cover. You it see really that cool. really reflection cool. of, this, of the spiky scythe thing on the hand. And, yeah. Well, and the fact that the phantasm hadn't been used outside of the movie, like, if I had seen that comic on the shelf, that cover would have made me buy it. Like, I would have been excited about, oh, wow, they're, like, they're going to do something else with the phantasm. Like, So you think if this had come out before the movie, the phantasm could have stood on her own? Okay, first of all, you can go straight to hell. Second of all, I would like to say that I... So, I thought it was really interesting that since there is no phantasm stuff anywhere other than the movie, that when you start reading it, it dives... Like you said, it picks up right from the movie, but it never references, like... It never refer- It never says, like, sequel to the movie. It never says, no, like, it doesn't. watch No, it doesn't, which is cool, um, and... And there was a comic book adaptation of the movie, which I there think was. Jake, I think we both oh, have really? one, and it's literally the movie. Like, yeah. there's nothing different. They they change a few of Andre's outfits, which is a terrible mistake. He looks fierce <laughs> as hell in the movie, but whatever. They changed a couple outfits. You guys obviously hadn't read it before the podcast. What did you think as it was going on? What were your well? I really, I, like Aaron said, I really enjoyed that pickup right where the movie had left us uh, with and answered some. Like at first, I was like, "Oh man, do I want these questions to be answered? Do I want to know how they escaped? Do I want to know why the Joker's still alive?" <laughs> but then I was, I what I thought they handled it really well. It was treated um, with the around, right amount of time for a twenty-two page issue. Uh, or, I mean, it's, it's, it's an annual, so it's a little it's bit longer. 30 um, but, you know, she drags Joker down into a sewer, mm-hmm. and still she has him, still she wants her vengeance. She hasn't had that retribution, she hasn't had that um, evolution in character to be over wanting to kill her father's murderer yet. Mm-hmm. And she still wants Joker's blood. Well, and, but then she realizes Joker doesn't care. Joker's doesn't. not there. He's yeah. not there as the person that killed her father yeah it's not the same guy which i think gives you a deeper look into joker and how you know his transformation when whatever happened to him to make a joker happened you know how he went from totally with reality possibly to not at all right in that sense evil to crazy well there's Mm -hmm. a line in the book uh 
that she refers to him as the clown untouched by fear and incapable of remorse. And I thought that the the choice that that Joker is untouched by fear, that's his that's his armor against Batman. Well, yeah, that's Batman's weapon we right. discussed. Yeah, so he's immune to Batman's most powerful trick and well, I think that's a, yeah, having it put into words is nice, but I think that's something we've always deeply known is the contrast between Joker and Batman. Like, of course he is. He's a clown. Like, Batman's yeah. super serious and Joker's not. Like, that's always been their shtick. So it's kind of cool to have it written that way. Well, and in, in arguably a comic book maybe uh, <clears throat> whose intended audience is fans, children that are fans of the, the cartoon show. Uh-huh. Um, it uses the art of the cartoon show, but to put big statements about Batman and Joker's relationship in wording like that in a book like this, and then to deal with the violence. I mean, there's deaths and stuff in this book, just like there were in the movie. Like, this is not maybe as much a, a piece of the continuity of the cartoon as much as it is the movie. Yeah, which... the comic was all the comic adaptation was always a little darker than the cartoon. Oh, was it? Not a lot, but a little. There were there were more mature things. There's one with like that introduces the huntress, um, oh. and you see her. She's like naked in bed. You don't see boobies, but you see her back when she sits up, and she's clearly not wearing anything. I'm like, what's going on? I'm eight. This is weird. Like, <laughs> Wait, this is, is that the person? In, that's not the person in this book, is it? No, the huntress. Oh, oh okay. the, yeah. No, good question because there is a because Kitsune or whoever it is. Um, the Huntress is actually, we will get to her by season 12, the way Jake's doing this, I'm sure. Fair, yeah, probably. Um, no, probably five, five, five or six. Yeah, around five or six. <laughs> she is a um, another uh, vigilante of Gotham City. She's oh, okay. But, um, Plays by her own rules. She's not only a Batman character, but I'd say she's mostly a Batman character. She's inspired by Batman. Right. She, she started in Batman books, most likely, and... Yeah. Makes most of her Anyways, um, so the, the, that's not new for this. But anyway, so the Joker's scene is lovely, and then it flashes forward. Three to, years. It yes. jumps ahead three years. So that really places the Mask of the Phantasm movie as like a year one, year two storyline. Like, it puts it very early in the animated series chronological order. Well, yeah, because the last scene of Mask of the Phantasm is the is a scene in here three years later where she's standing on the boat or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it is like I didn't realize there had been they didn't make that as clear in the movie that that much time had passed between her escaping with Joker or whatever and and that to her moving on with her life. So yeah, and it says that she intends to leave Gotham and Bruce behind forever and shows her looking sad, and then it says forever ended tonight and you see her in the uh phantasm outfit she's in gotham she's with her amazing shoulder pads with her amazing <laughs> shoulder pads and immediately she just starts hunting again and yeah. she's hunting um do we really know who she's hunting she she does or tell she us hunting? um so she returns to gotham and she ends up stopping an assassination attempt on bruce wayne and after meeting back up with Bruce Wayne... In a very is, cute little dress. Continue. <laughs> who's very surprised to see her. And it says that he's been looking for her for three years and hasn't been able to find her, which I will hit back on because that... How does he not find her? I don't know, but... Because she's awesome! Because... <laughs> no. I could give her that, but it, it, it breaks down later. But we'll get there. Um, so she returns and then she basically tells Bruce that for the last three years, she's been a mercenary. She's been yeah. a paid spy, an assassin, a bodyguard. Like, 
whatever the money will pay, she's been doing as the Phantasm because once she took on that persona, she wasn't able to be Andrea Beaumont anymore. I mean, she didn't have that millionaire money. She got to get a job. (laughs) (laughs) But how do you feel about her character evolving into a mercenary from where... A literal villain? I have a lot of thoughts about this book. Um, I am able to appreciate this book, but also keep it completely separate and separate from mask of phantasm yes and still view phantasm as its own like i'm this is technically canon because it's made by like the comic books always went with the cartoon show so this is technically canon yeah it's written by the same guy too but i can still be like well the movie's the movie and it has its own beautiful ending and that is what it is but i do like seeing it go on and we're not there yet in discussing it but the very end of the book there's one line that justifies the entire thing to me, so we'll get to that. And, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a strong choice. They only have 30-something pages. What I want to know, my whole thing, the main reason I picked this, other than I was on an Andre Beaumont high, Andre was Beaumont. <laughs> I want to really, like, why do you think that she was never brought into the actual comic books? Because the cartoon is known for I don't know. bringing in new characters. Yeah. Aaron, I'm sure you know who Harley Quinn is. Uh, yeah. Yes, obviously. Oh, she was created in the cartoon. Really? Yeah. In the originally, animated series? By originally as a Joker Dini. henchman. Just really? For, yeah. And then her part got huh. bigger and bigger, and then she is the breakaway star of that cartoon, and they brought her into actual comic books. She's in movies. Like, everyone loves Harley Quinn. And they we'll meet her in season ten. Six. <laughs> six. Um, she was created by Paul Dini, who wrote this book. And so I'm wondering, with all the different continuity books we've read recently with year one, where it's been all these female characters who kind of remind us a little bit about her. There's similar things with yeah. her love interest with Bruce. Then I'm like, why didn't they just go there? Why didn't they just make her a character? They never did it. Well, in the animated universe of DC, they do reference Phantasm more times. What? Uh, Andrea Beaumont never shows back up in character, but there are flashbacks and like villain the, montages what, of her. What? And animated? Phantasm is there. So what in, animated? In the Batman Adventures Volume 2, there is a four-issue series that, that she shows up in in flashbacks. What? And... <laughs> And then in the... Do I own this? What? No, really. I don't think you own it. It's called Batman Adventures, Volume 2, 5 through 8. Yeah. Oh, like way after this. Yeah, way after it. They tried to revisit the universe. Yeah, I got like, okay, well, I'm going to go buy all of those. Well, and then in the (laughs) Justice League Unlimited cartoon show... What? There is... Where she plays Lois Lane, the same voice actress plays There's an episode that does a flashback villain montage and that she's featured there as well. Well, the Phantasm. But she never comes back. Right. But I want to know why she isn't an actual... I wonder if it has to do with the Catwoman being such a prevalent figure in the comics as the female antagonist or villain or whatever and that they didn't want to have Bruce competing between two. I would I buy know. that if there wasn't a lady named Talia Galgool and uh, all these other people. Or even, like, I, 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 I think... Know. No, I think you're right. I think, like, it would... I, I, I don't need her in there. I just think it's interesting. Like, why didn't she... Because that movie is critically acclaimed. Like, why did no one think, let's put her in the actual comic? It's just It's weird. never too late. 
I know. I just, I, I'm just confused. I think she and her storyline in The Mask of the Phantasm is based on a lot of other Batman mm. mythos. So it's kind of So right her character is very close to the Julie Madison characters, mm-hmm. you know. The storyline of the father involved with the gangsters and can't get away from it, and it ends up wrapping in the daughter. The daughter finds out Bruce's identity, but still loves him. Yada yada yada. I think if she was in it, we'd have to have a lot more gala scenes. And I don't know if we can handle. Oh, there's it. a gala in both the books we read there this was, week. There was. Wait, I, I actively thought about that. Yeah. And and listeners, I wish you could have been there on Christmas because we seriously had a 15 minute discussion on gala or gala. Uh, as, so you can chime in on the social media on what you think is the correct pronunciation. Uh, pronunciation. What's the answer? It's based on region. It's gala. Well, it is gala, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but my husband and your wife and whoever else disagreed with us said gala, right? <laughs> well, they're all wrong. It doesn't matter. Wrong. Well, no, the, the answer was that it depends on where you live. Mm-hmm. Anyway, readers, chi- <laughs> listeners, chime in. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Do so, we have any overseas listeners? <laughs> We'll find out. Um, not only does Andrea not cross over from the animated series into the, the ongoing comics or any future movies, this book actually gives us a new villain on top of her and the Joker and some other returning characters from the movie. It gives us a new character called Kitsumi. Isn't she in other stuff? I don't know who that person is. Uh, no. She, uh, she shows up in the Batgirl Adventures, which is tied into this... Uh, oh, universe. I have that. She's in one issue of it. The Batgirl Adventures is like a one-shot. Yeah, so maybe they introduced her here, trying to spin her into being a Batgirl villain. I don't know. Oh, because um, I always figured she was an actual Batman character, that this was her, like, random, I'm in the cartoon no, now, like no, how they did. she's not anything. Interesting. Creative. So this this character, Kitsune, can, uh, has a holographic suit that she can make herself look like anybody that she's come in contact with and being able to record their identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she um, is an assassin hired by a shadowy figure that we don't know yet. And... Um, to go after Bruce. To go after Bruce. And that's what Andrea's shown up. She she originally got the job to, to kill Bruce, and but instead she goes back to Gotham to save Bruce because from these other assassins. she loves him. So I have a confession to make. So when she I, loves him. So when I got this book as a child, it was like near the end of my reading kid books. But I was like, oh, Magic Phantasm, clearly I'm going to buy those. And so I bought it and I was reading it and I was annoyed. I was like, who's this new bitch? Yeah. Where's, my, my, where's my Andrea? What are they doing? I was really annoyed. And so I didn't even like this book. And then I, I like <laughs> forgot about it. And then we were talking about the podcast and talking about Elseworlds. And I was like... Well, since I'm talking about Mask of the Phantasm so much, <laughs> let's look into this. I enjoyed it this reading, but young Ben did not like it. Especially mm. for something very ironic reason where uh, involving the villain of the book <laughs> and the cover of the book. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was annoyed about that as a child. Should we get into who the villain is? Sure. Yeah. Erin? Well... I don't have any sound effects for Arthur, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, we get Arthur Reeves, who was in the movie Mask of the Phantasm, was hospitalized and, uh, from being infected with Joker's poison or, yeah, or toxin, and he ends up becoming disfigured from that and holds a 
uh, pretty severe grudge against uh, against Batman and the Phantasm and everybody around that. And so he's kind of the mastermind. But you get the feeling that the way they portray it in the illustrations is that it's Joker because Reeves gets disfigured, his face turns into that Joker-style smile because of the toxins. So you don't see anything at the beginning. You see a shadow, and it's the smile, and and you think that it's Joker. It looks like the Joker, Uh but really, it's Arthur. So the Joker isn't even in the book, and last time I got He's in the beginning. Okay, he's in flashbacks, but he isn't majority in the book. So I get mad because this cover is using the Joker to sell the damn book. And then me as a kid is like, oh, the Joker's back and so is Andrea. Let's buy it. And then I'm like, wow. Did you put that in just for this? Mm-hmm. You're that was, a mess. That was Beautiful. Good um, and so I was very annoyed. So, so basically what you're saying is you wouldn't have bought the book if Joker hadn't been in it. <laughs> So this is where my (laughs) complaint about the book comes from. (laughs) Arthur Reeves figures out that Andrea is the Mask of the Phantasm by finding out that there's this phantasm doing all these mercenary jobs overseas and for these underlings. And And then he puts it together that it's Andrea being the handler. handler. Okay, so Arthur Reeves... A mayoral potential deadbeat Looney bin figures out that no, but he figures out where the phantasm (laughs) is and how to bring her out. Yet Batman, Bruce Wayne, the world's greatest (laughs) detective, spends three years looking (laughs) for the phantasm and cannot find her. Can I tell you why? Can you please tell me why? Let me tell you why. Two reasons. Number one. The first reason Bruce doesn't look for her is because she doesn't sell a movie on her own. Ah! Slap! Aaron's whisper won't be heard because he's too damn quiet. My, um... So the first reason he doesn't find her is because she specifically wants to hide from him because she loves him and she's ashamed of who she is. So she's going to go to extra measures to hide from Bruce specifically, and she knows him very well. Okay, first of all, you're not hearing what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that they know each other really well, and so she's going to extra Uh, measures to hide from him specifically. And this is things like Arthur Reed. The other reason is maybe he wasn't actually looking for her. I don't think he genuinely could deal with that. 
So I don't know. I don't know if I believe that he was trying very hard. I think maybe if he tried to look for her, then he'd have to deal with finding her well, that's and the she, repercussions of what may happen. Because she's a murderer. He'd and have she to puts that in up. front of him. Like, if you had found me, what would you have done? He says, I don't know. So, so that does I, make sense. Maybe he wasn't really trying. He wasn't trying super hard and she specifically wouldn't want him to find her, which is different than hiding from everyone. You're hiding from one person specifically. Yes, it's the world's greatest detective. But it's the guy that you love and you are good at tricking him. So Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I can see that. I enjoyed the book. I thought it was... It, I mean, it's not my favorite thing ever. Obviously, I love her. This did kind of change her. But she had a couple of little badass moments. She had a couple like, what? Why did that happen? Um, well, I like that, although, you know, outside of her relationship with Batman, she maybe kind of turns into uh, maybe not the best person by going on this mercenary um, professional path. But her storyline in this book... She only returns to protect Bruce. She loves him. And she she does some horrible things by killing people and eventually takes down Arthur, which the redeeming quality after the Arthur reveal, figuring out that she was Phantasm and Founder and, and Batman could not, when uh, she dons the Phantasm costume again after escaping Arthur's clutches and pops up in a... Yes. Perfect. That's what I wanted. That needed to be said. That was my favorite line in the movie. And I hear that voice in my dreams. Your favorite line <laughs> in the movie has that with Chucky soul in front of us, I guess. So I'm glad we got that throwback to the movie and that that she hadn't or hadn't changed that much from the original Phantasm. No, I think the character was definitely still intact. Um... They just had to do development. So, her, sorry, one thing, her and Bruce also mack on each other again, and you get Alfred once again coming in with with sandwiches. Yeah, I had a line about sandwiches. I don't know what happened to that sound effect. It was, we finish each other's sandwiches. (laughs) I don't know where it went. Um, Yeah, Alfred is just, I think Alfred, I I wish there was like a a behind the scenes on what Alfred was thinking, just to put a page in here and there. (laughs) Just him shaking his head and sighing. Every issue of everything we've read, I want that. I I know. Background. (laughs) But he um, he makes it pretty clear. He does not approve of her this time round. He's like, she is bad news, Bruce, but he still lets Bruce make his own choices and bad decisions. But they back on each other. It's not serious. But I, I do like that even after three, another three years, you know she's killing people. You're Batman. You're still kissing her. Batman, just like with Selena Kyle, makes bad choices with ladies. He likes them dangerous. Yeah. He should just spend more time with Dick. But don't. don't. Who? I think he spends plenty of time with Dick. Ah! On. <laughs> but uh, we won't get to that until season two. We'll never one. meet Robin. <laughs> oh, oh, that's another. Sorry, I have a lot to say. It's my book. I won't talk much in the next one because I didn't read all of it. Um, <laughs> so this is also Batman and Robin Adventures. Robin isn't in this, but it, it's the only <coughs> one that I I don't own every single issue of the series, but I own most of them. It's the only one that Robin isn't in. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and I think that's fascinating because it would have been weird to put him in a massive phantasm story because he was not in the movie. And yeah, that wouldn't have made sense. I wouldn't have liked it. I would have only wanted it there to see, like, I really like the Dick Grayson portrayal in the cartoon mm-hmm. animated series. 
So what I'm because he doesn't hold back from making snarky comments to uh-huh. Bruce about Bruce's choices and his lifestyle, really. which they eventually evolve him into Nightwing in the cartoon because yeah. of those things. I would have liked to seen his take on Andrea showing back up. I'm glad that we just got Alfred's because we saw his relationship with Andrea and Bruce. It in was the an movie. ongoing joke. It was a continued yes. joke mm-hmm. with the sandwiches and, it, and the tray. It fit much better, and it was a better storytelling. But I would have been interested to see what Dick Grayson had to say about Andrea showing back up because yeah, he would he have learned something. A, he about could have her. been a couple pages just popping yeah. up somewhere, but. Interesting. Do you have boys have anything else before I say? Yeah, Arthur, um, near the end, uh, decowls Batman, finds out his identity. Like, so not only. Easily. Like, oh, he's down. I'm going to rip off his cowl. Which everybody tries to do and it always gets stopped. Yeah. And so, you know, the Phantasm or Andrea somehow use some smoke and mirrors again to get the Phantasm hood and smoke. And he dives at it, ends up. Flying off the roof and dying. He had to on die his... as soon as oh, he, he had to. As soon Batman, as he unmasked Batman, I was, I was like, "Yeah, you're out." Well, that's what I was wondering. Is like, this is a, an animated series comic book, and he just figured out who Batman is. This guy has to die. How are they going to handle this? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, he's got to go. And yeah, so, and yeah. I thought that they, was good. I mean, it, it's not a pretty death. I mean, he flies off a skyscraper, and then Bruce Much investigates like his the dead Joker body. Joker dies in the 1989 Batman movie. That's true. And also in. Uh, doesn't he die off the roof in the uh, Nolan one, dude? No. He does not He's die hung off the roof. Oh, hung off the roof. It, oh, roof. it right. ends with him dangling there. But Doesn't yeah. I can't remember. Okay. Um, <laughs> they didn't like... kill that Joker because they intended on him being in the next one, but then when Heath Ledger passed away, they changed it. Uh, okay. So. so we read this comic is a single issue that Ben had and shared with us. Um, it is available in the collected editions of the Batman animated series comic books, or the Batman and Robin adventures. It's in volume two. Um, I wasn't able to actually get that before we did this podcast because I wanted to read it that way because I prefer trades most of the days. But I really enjoyed reading this with um, with that, getting back into the, the, the feeling as a kid of reading comic books with all the ads and everything. Um Special place in my heart. This had an ad for Overpower, the card game. Oh, really? It also had a, an ad for the Amalgam Age of Comics. Like, these two things, dear listeners, oh, if you yeah. don't know what they are. This is the start of my, like, Yeah, dumb. the three brothers, we all were involved in Overpower. I think we've all read some of the Amalgam comics. Like, this was right when we were getting into comic books heavily. I always um, think of now. Oh, there is an overpower ad. I always think of 1996 as my like nerd year. Yeah. So so the so the ads in the single issue were a great treat. I'm glad that that they were, you know, that the two that we that I that I pointed or that I found in this issue were something that were so uh, sentimental from my comic book early days. I like the art in here too. Um, it really fit with the the movie, and oh, the, yeah. the animated series. And it's like on that newsprint, and I had found some silly putty, and that was cool going in and doing a silly putty transfer on this. I I, I, I did not. <laughs> I did not, dear listeners. I'm just, looking for a weapon. I'm I did not. For a I weapon? promise. I, did not. I had one second of he's joking, and then one second of if he's not joking. Wait, and Aaron then, has a lot of silly putty. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, he actually could have done that, and he's touching it right now, and like looking at it. I was like, I can't. 
That was good, Aaron. Good job. And I hate you forever. Um, so no, I but I did like the art a lot in that. I, I, yeah. I think they're really good at getting people to match the comic. Well, I like the, it. it was, it's vibrant, and you're in the vibrant colors. So it was that, but it was also dark and vibrant at the same time. If yeah. that makes any sense. So it was a combination of what made the movie and the TV show work. I think they translate that really well into the art. Yeah, the book. really strong artists. They're able to capture that that dopiness of Bruce Wayne and then the the, the seriousness of Batman's face changes and everything. <laughs> I know. That's still hyper That was really good. I legitimately was like, I was like, this is it. Retail done, done me in. This is the moment I die. Someone gets killed along with me. Didn't think it was going to be Aaron, but I guess it is. Wasn't that bitch at work today? It was going to be my balding brother. Like, I don't even know. And then I want to talk about the end of the book. Can I dramatically talk about the end of the book? So, um, throughout the book, Gordon's talking to Batman about the phantasm. They're trying to figure it out because they never figured out in the movie who it was. And Batman obviously knows, but he chooses to not share it. And I really like Gordon refers to the phantasm as a he. He's mm. like, did you ever see who he was? And then there's a panel of Batman just thinking. And then a close-up on Batman's shadowy eyes. He's like, no, Commissioner. I never knew the person behind the mask. Oh, and I, I clutched guess. my pearls because <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed my little heart and I was like, oh, because he's, one, protecting her still. Two, he's not gendering her because... Like Gordon's like he, and he's like, nope, never knew the person because it was a female. It was just so good. And then it, on the deeper level, he's like, I never knew her. And emotionally, he's like, I don't know who she is. I'm like, but you love her, and she loves you. And yeah, I made some notes about about how he's lying to knowing the phantasm, and I thought it, yeah. He's lying to knowing, but he's also like, I'm heartbroken, right. and I don't actually know her. Right. Yeah. <sighs> So yeah. I just soberly screamed about Andrea Beaumont. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Beaumont. Andrea Beaumont. Anyway, anything else? Reviews? Other things you thought about it? Yeah. What would you guys? Um, would you guys recommend this book? I, I would say if you watch the movie, definitely read this as a standalone. I think it fits. It gives you a little bit more follow up. I like that it kind of. I mean, since I didn't. I mean, not really. The phantasm is back, but you said it appears in something else. But I think it does give you some closure to the story. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I the only caveat to that would be that you need to watch the movie before oh, yeah. you read this. Like, it won't make any sense um, no, if you come across this issue. You'll be wondering what what the f is going on. Um, <laughs> so, but as as a follow up and as a movie, like I I was wondering while I was reading it, like. Could this have been based off of a treatment that Paul Dini had ready for a sequel that the movie had had earned a sequel? I don't think it was big enough for that. I don't think it was, but would he as a writer have had an idea in his head, where do we go after the story? I'm sure he Um, was. I'm sure they all were like, well, what happened to her? Like, that had to be a discussion. And I think there's a lot of cheesy sequels to, to movies, to comic books, to video games, to other things in pop culture. And I think this one was actually handled really well. Um, it was it hit the right notes. It brought in all the same characters that we wanted to see again from the movie. And, and introduced so, a new one, which is strange. Introduced a new one, which was a little strange, but I think it needed to because the movie introduced a new character too. So it, it kept in uh, theme with that. So I would definitely, yeah, if you like the movie, if you like Mask of the Phantasm, go out, uh, find this book, either in single issue or in the... Awesome. And Ben Sounds hated good. it. So. 
<laughs> no, I liked it. it. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but I do enjoy Andrea, and I do think it's a good follow-up. I, I, I think if you are just getting introduced to the movie, I don't know if I would jump on board right away, because I think part of the joy of the movie is, like, having your own, like, this is its own thing for a while. Like, Sure, and that's the way, yeah. Yeah, that's and the way that's you the way and I made, experienced it, it was for made sure. Three yeah. years later, so. Yeah. Anyways, fun. That's right. it for part one. So, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next week for the answer to our trivia question and part two of this uh, Elseworlds special. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. All right, thanks. Bye. See ya. Oh, the city's plants, the city's way.